In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! We are once again taking your questions today on investing, retirement, and your money. On today's show, how to minimize taxes in retirement, the best way to approach Social Security decisions, and more. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Yes, it is. For the week of April 17th, 2023, glad to have you wherever you choose to listen to the Get Ready for the Future show, whether it's online whether it's on podcast or on radio. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury in the other chair today. For the first time on our new set. Yes, and uh, you were remarking before we hit the air on yeah. what, what a clean look it is, what it a is. vibrant look it is. I like it. It, it, uh, it is very, very uh, uh, clean is, is the right word. Yeah, so you know, I say wherever you get us, but I would encourage you to check out the video version of the Get Ready for the Future show. If you listen to us only on radio or on podcast, you're getting most of it, but we do uh, have the video version that records live on Wednesday mornings at 1130 uh, Central Time. And it, uh, it's it's a little bit different. There's sometimes some charts and graphs, right, yeah. that we're going to implement on there. So a good opportunity to check out the video version if you're not currently doing that. A couple of old TV guys, you know, we get to yeah. we get to uh, kind of reminisce of old days, right? Yeah, but I don't have to wear a tie. I will always <laughs> appreciate that. There you go. We are taking your questions today as we changed uh, the format, uh, updated our format of the Get Ready for the Future show a couple of weeks ago, and we really like how this is working out. We love the interaction with uh, people who are asking questions. We love to be able to get right to the heart of the matter. We, uh, a lot of the reason I talked with Janet about this, a lot of the reason, John, I think we switched into uh, this mindset was we understand the uncertainty that's really been lingering for quite some time now. I mean, we, we're now in 15-month, uh, 16-month territory of the market being as volatile as it has coming off of its highs, uh, a lot of uncertainty around interest rates and inflation still. Uh, people have questions. I think they always have questions, right. but it's easier to put them on the back burner when things are going well. Well, Scott, you know, we have said before, hope is not a plan, but mm-hmm. fear is not a plan either. Yeah. The, the plan only works if you are informed, and that's why we wanted to go to this question and answer format on the Get Ready for the Future show, because number one, that's how we started, because we just wanted mm-hmm. to say, hey, what do you want to know about money? We'll talk to you about it, and that, that uh, issue is still the same today as it was, uh, what was it, 15, 16 years ago when we uh, started this show? So if you have a question, you can call us at 501-381-5228. Or you could text the question to that same number, 501-381-5228. And uh, whether you leave a voice message on the on the call or you just text it to us, we'll pick those up and we will answer your questions here on the Get Ready for the Future show. Yeah, back in the day you did it live so you could get the callers right on the air. We have, right. We're really on too many platforms right now. Yeah. I even think about it. I mean, we do record live to uh, the online platform, but because we're putting it so many places, it's really impossible to do it live callers. Things have ha- have evolved, but people have evolved. Uh, yeah. People are, yeah, are more true. adept at doing things and texting. Uh, we didn't. I don't even know that we had texting back then. If we did, it wasn't anything that we could use on the air. But now we've got lots of ways for you to uh, respond 
with questions and, and allow us to respond to you with those answers. And we would uh, also let you know that there is a free book offer here for a question. So we're going to reward you for a free book. It's a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. Play Vanna here? Is that what yeah. I need to do? For the video viewers, yeah, right? There you, there you go. go. That's a book you wrote now, what, three, four years ago, I yeah. think. It is, I think it is the definitive manual for retirement in this modern time. Yeah. Uh, I think that it really touches not just on investments, because that's the whole premise of the book, is that your retirement should be more than just investments. You cannot boil down your experience in retirement down to a, a financial statement or a account statement that you might have from your 401k plan. There is way more to it than that. And so if you call or text us a question, then we're going to be able to send you a free copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. 501-381-5228. 501-381-5228. You can leave a voice message or you can text a question to that number. And I think one of the things that uh, has has bared out really over the first two weeks of doing the Q&A version of the Get Ready for the Future show is every time we do a question, you do realize how complex retirement, investing, and anything money-related can be, and making the right decisions around that, how important it is. So it is, to John's point, that book really lays that out. Your retirement should be more than just investments. All right, so let's hit the questions. Tim from Sheridan's up first. I'm 53 and just realized all of my retirement savings will be taxed when I withdraw income. What do I do? A big question that we get in the client meeting rooms often. So, Tim, you're not alone there. Uh, most people's wealth, John, is going to be in what we would call tax-qualified accounts. More than likely, the employer plan is where we see the bulk of people's assets lie, and you've put that in and pre-tax, right? You have In most right. cases, you put it in and pre-tax. There is a Roth uh, 401k component that's growing in popularity. We're going to talk about that. But when it comes to minimizing taxes, you certainly can't avoid them. And if all of your money is in tax-qualified plans and the money that's been put in there has been allowed to grow tax deferred, you have to recognize up front that you're going to have to pay taxes. Yes. And Tim, let me give you one other news flash here on this. Uh, not just your IRA or 401k or what have you is going to be taxed. Your social security, at least, at least probably half of it, if not 85% of your social security check is going to be subject to taxation. So taxes are a big deal. There is no bill in retirement that is going to be likely any bigger than your tax bill. And so, Scott, we want to talk a little bit about just how you deal with this. First of all, uh, you got to pay it. Uh, there's no way around it. The folks that have tried to avoid that, it didn't work out too well for them, yeah, right. regardless of whatever you might have read on the internet or whatever, right. that there's some way to avoid paying taxes. There's really not, uh, unless you have a big fat Roth IRA in retirement, and and most people don't do that. So uh, let's take a look at, at, at what you could do right now. Now, Tim is 53, he said, and he's in a situation where he's got, let's just say, 10 to 15 years before he actually retires. Yeah. He didn't say that in right. his message, but he's got somewhere in the 10 to 15 year range in terms of his retirement date. So, Scott, there are Roth conversions that can be done. Now, I don't know Tim's situation, yeah. but it does bear asking the question, is now the time to do a Roth conversion? Yeah, so what a Roth conversion would entail is you could take that pre-tax money in an IRA 
and you could convert it to a Roth IRA. And just for clarity's sake for Tim and for anybody else who's, who's wondering, a Roth IRA, once it's in there, is, a, is enabled to grow tax-deferred and withdrawn tax-free whenever you re, uh, pull it out in retirement. So that is, once it's in the Roth IRA, a great way to minimize your tax burden when it comes to your retirement income. But the thing you have to know is when that conversion takes place, the taxes are due on the amount that you convert. Right. And you don't have to convert the entire IRA account. Right. You can convert part of the IRA account. You can do it in in pieces, if you will, uh, through the years and get to a spot where you do have a nice amount of tax-free income in retirement. Now, we'll also say, Tim, that, that this can help you when you apply and, and, and actually take Social Security. Because the way, the complex way that they calculate how much of your Social Security is taxable depends on how much income you have. The only thing that is ever excluded from that income calculation is income from a Roth IRA account. So there are things there that I think are really, really important. But Scott, let's pull back and and just uh, look at this from a big picture standpoint. I know everybody's probably fatigued right now with the uh, whole issue of taxes because we just got past the April 17th, I think it was, deadline, 18th, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the 18th, because yeah, I took did. advantage of it. Yeah, did you really? <laughs> yes. I, I think we did too. But <laughs> but the point is, is that I know you're worn out from that. Uh-huh. But here's what I would love for people to do. If you would reach out to us with a copy of your tax form, and we can provide a secure way for you to upload that to us here at GenWealth, 100% secure. If you will reach out to us with your tax form, then we can potentially begin to show you ways that you might be able to minimize your taxes in the future. Here's Here's what likely just happened. Likely you sat down with your CPA and you went over what had happened in your tax life in the past year. But really there was nothing you could do about it at that particular point in time. Right. You just had to pay whatever the deal was. You might have been able to make a Roth contribution or, I'm sorry, a, a traditional IRA contribution and lower your tax bill a little bit, but most people don't uh, have the opportunity to do that. So in a way that you're, you're kind of stuck. But nobody really looks forward in tax planning. They look back at what you did, but not forward. So we have software, Scott, that we are able to actually analyze opportunities for tax savings. And as I've said, this is not just a year-to-year thing. This is a lifetime thing, and you have to be prepared, particularly in retirement, to be able to pay the least amount of taxes that's legally possible and and planning is essential to that ahead of time. So let's let's take a look just as a specific example of how of how that might work. Determining if Tim or or someone else should make a Roth conversion. We talked about the money that you would convert would be taxable upon the time or during the tax year of which you convert it. So let's say he's in the 12% tax bracket. Effect, mm-hmm. the, the top bracket he reaches by the time he um, gets uh, his standard deduction or whatever his deductions are, and he's looking at 12% on the money that he would convert, right? Well, we could fill up that bracket. Yes. All the way up until the point that we were about to jump into the 22% bracket, which Correct. is the next one. That's a huge jump. So you don't want to pay 22% on that converted money. But if you can pay 12 it puts it more in line with what he would likely be paying in retirement, right? Right. And, and the thing to think about is that if you make that conversion, yes, you're going to pay the 12% tax on the number of dollars that you actually convert. But what you'll also do is you'll give yourself time 
for the compounding to have right. an effect yeah. on your ultimate benefit from this. And by having, if Tim is 53, let's say there's 12 years, then he's got 12 years of compounding to grow tax-free money in retirement. And so that has multiple benefits, as we said, with Social Security uh, and, and keeping your tax bracket lower in retirement, all of those things. This is a process that really, uh, I think that it's not something that you just kind of go do one time and it's over. It's a process that you work with a trusted partner to walk you through this on a year-to-year basis so you arrive at retirement able to do some things that maybe you would not be able to do from a tax standpoint if you just kind of just kept deferring taxation until you actually retired. So one other note before we move to our next question for Tim, because you did mention, hey, he's probably likely got 10 to 12 years before he retires. We don't know when Tim plans to retire, but if he's 53 and he's planning to retire earlier, one note that if it's not very long until you uh, are going to plan to retire, it would be very wise to start stacking up after-tax money rather than Roth IRA but maybe even in cash if it's only a couple of years if he wants to retire at 55 have some powder dry money sitting there in cash or if it's going to be a little bit longer but pre-59 and a half maybe even an investment account a non-qualified investment account yeah especially if you're looking to retire before 59 and a half that's a great way to bridge from your retirement date to 59 and a half when you can have access to the qualified money All right. I hope that helps, Tim. We'll move it on to our next question on the Get Ready for the Future show. If you have questions for us, just call them in and leave a voicemail, or you can text us to 501-381-5228. Again, it's 501-381-5228. We go to Eddie from Jonesboro. Here's Eddie's question. Hey, my name is Eddie, and I'm from Jonesboro. My wife and I own a small business with about 15 employees, and we, we care about their futures, but also want to make sure that we're making a smart business decision. How do we know when to set up our employer plan and what type is best for us? Thanks. Well, first up, I think let's say kudos to Eddie and your wife for even thinking about this. Yep. Because I think there is, when you say making smart business decisions, I think it's important to point out that the data shows that the healthier a worker's financial situation is, the healthier or better and more productive worker they're going to be. So I think there's incentive there uh, alone for uh, Eddie and his wife to look into an employer plan. Now, first thing I noticed, John, is that he says he has 15 employees. So there's going to make a really simple uh, option available to him because he has less than 100 employees. I see what you did there. Yeah, simple. Simple IRA. Uh, This is a a, a sort of a a scaled-down version of a 401k plan. The simple IRA allows for contributions by the employee – out of their paycheck, and it allows for up to a 3% dollar-for-dollar match by the employer. It's very easy to administer. There are no plan costs or anything of that nature as far as uh, a plan document or ERISA cost or anything like that. This is basically like a grown-up, a big souped-up IRA account that the employer can contribute a match to if the employee is participating. Now, if the employee chooses not to participate, the employer has no financial obligation to them for this retirement account. So it makes it very easy that the employer can say, hey, if you'll help yourself, I will help you. 
and and the help can be uh, in the in the terms of uh, for the contribution from the employee about fifteen thousand five hundred dollars per year in twenty twenty three, and if that employee is over fifty, then it's nineteen thousand uh, dollars per year that can go into that simple, and then whatever three percent of that employee's salary is can go in as a match contribution to that simple program. We have a very personal experience with that because that's what we use here at GenWealth. We do. In our employer plan. I just turned 50 uh, in March, and I am in the catch-up mode now. So I can put 19000 and I do, $19,000 a year into my simple IRA. So you don't actually have to wait until you turn 50. It's the year you turn 50. So that's right. a great opportunity there to put additional dollars in up to a 3% employer match. So the, the employer gets to decide that, but that's what we do here at GenWealth, a 3% match. It's a very simple thing to do to get that bonus in. It stands for Savings Incentive Match Plan for Employees. It's also self-directed. I think that's a great important point too because when you compare that to trying to set up a 401k, and you mentioned it, there's a lot more red tape that goes into there is. There has to be reporting, and the investment options can be restrictive. Yeah, you, you've got a, a menu of investment options, and the employer actually has a fiduciary responsibility for his employees in picking those investments. Now, oftentimes employers offload that to a third party, but it is very uh, regulatory bound and restricted in terms of 401k. Now, the advantage of a 401k is that you get to contribute a lot more money to it. You can contribute 22.5 if you are under 50 years old out of your own paycheck or you can contribute up to $30,000 a year if you're an old guy like me and Scott. Uh, you can actually uh, throw $30,000 per year into your 401k plan, and there is likely a company match associated with that 401k plan. I do want to mention one other option, and this is probably not for Eddie from Jonesboro because he has 15 employees. Could be, but more than likely not. There is also a SEP IRA available for business owners. Now, you can really get some funds into that, but rather than a dollar maximum contribution like what we've heard so far, right? In the simple, it's 15.5, you can put in uh, up to your full salary or $15,500. The 401k you can put 22.5 in. The SEP is going to be a percentage of your of your compensation, of your of your maximum compensation. So, if you're a business owner and and really this works best for a 1099 sole proprietor, maybe he and his wife have a business, or maybe you're a real estate agent. They don't often have access to uh, things like a simple IRA or a 401k. You can put up to 25% in there up to a maximum, up to a cap of $66,000. So when you think about that, let's say you made $100,000 selling homes this year, you could put $25,000 in uh, as a, and it's considered a pre-tax contribution. So you're not really making it pre-tax because you probably had to get the money before you put the money in but it on your taxes it counts as a pre-tax contribution from the employer side so when you are both the employer and the employee that works to your benefit it does and and i i love set programs i call them uh, great programs for a dude in a truck you know if if you're a contractor and it's just you and you're going out and you're you're serving the public and going you know and doing whatever it is you do maybe construction or maybe plumbing or or electrical work or what have you if you're a solopreneur if you will then an SEP program provides you a great opportunity to save 25% of your compensation 
as much as $66,000 a year that doesn't get taxed by Uncle Sam and actually stays with you as far as your uh, your benefit is concerned. So an SEP program is a really good uh, program for sole proprietors. Yeah, one mentioned too for Eddie uh, from Jonesboro or anybody like Eddie who's thinking about setting that up, uh, both the simple IRA, the SEP IRA, very easy to do. It just requires filing a form away, an IRS form. You don't even have to send in the SEP IRA's case, and I think it's a simple too. You don't even really send it in, do you? I don't. I can't remember on the simple if you actually send it in, but it's a real quick setup, and we do it all the time here at GenWealth uh, for employers. Uh, we've got several simple IRA uh, programs that we help set up. The money then is just automatically sent from the payroll to the simple IRA for your employees. Absolutely, and and Scott, I think that that. There is like somewhere in the neighborhood of 50% of the people who are working don't have access to an employer-sponsored retirement program. So this is a challenge to you employers out there. If you don't have an employer-sponsored retirement program, take a moment and just assess what benefit you could drive from this. Look, there is nothing going on right now as far as business is concerned that's as tough as keeping and attracting employees. The labor market is incredibly tight. And if you don't have a retirement program, that may be one of the reasons why it may be hard to hire some folks. Having a retirement program is a benefit to your employees, but it's also a benefit to your business. If you've got questions, we are answering them on the Get Ready for the Future show. You can call or text them to us at 501 381 5228. Leave a voicemail if you're calling, or you can just text in the question to that number, 501-381-5228. Time to, uh, for our next question now, and we're going to Nick from Pine Bluff. Nick writes, my wife and I don't see eye to eye on when to claim Social Security. I don't, Imagine that. <laughs> I know we don't have to take it at the same time, but I also understand that my claiming impacts her and vice versa. How do we figure out the right way to claim. Well, Nick, you have opened up Pandora's box here because it's incredible how complex the Social Security claiming decision is. It's not as easy as applying what I call the Waffle House method of claiming Social Security. Now, here's what I mean by that. If you go down to the Waffle House and you see the Waffle House wise men sitting there, retired guys drinking coffee, and you walked up to them and said, hey, when should I take Social Security? What do you think those guys are going to say? As early as you can. That's right. right. Why? Yeah, because they ain't going to have it for much longer. That's right. They're yeah. going to run out of money up there, and right. you better get yours while you can. Well, that's just not the right strategy. A lot of this, Scott, depends on how much money you've got in your assets, 401k plans, IRAs, Roth IRAs, things of that nature. And it is very much an orchestrated dance of, of when you are, uh, when is the optimal time to take this? And there's a lot involved in this. Some of it uh, applies to uh, just the time frame, uh, the spread of time between uh, your age and your spouse's age. Some of it depends on the health of both spouses. Some of it depends on the resources that they have. And so there is no pat answer to this. Here's what I would say to you, and, and Nick, uh, please uh, adhere to what I'm about to say because it will make a huge difference. Don't make this decision based on emotion. 
make this decision based on facts, on the math and the science of retirement income planning. Now, I know that's that's a little bit complicated, and, and you may be sitting there going, well, I don't know how to do that. That's why we exist here at GenWealth, is we can help you to make that decision and many others when it comes to retirement. But Scott, I don't know if there is a more critical uh, decision that is made to the foundation of your income in retirement than when to claim Social Security. Yeah, and you mentioned don't make it uh, based on emotion. I would also add to that, don't make it in a vacuum. Don't make it alone just on as, as it stands on its own. You need a comprehensive retirement income plan that factors it in, and it is the foundation. We talk about it first thing. One of the first things we talk about with our clients is looking at those Social Security options and optimizing the benefits, layering in a foundation if you think about it as a home foundation, the money that's going to be guaranteed to you for life to cover your basic expenses is your foundational income. Is it going to be enough? That's part of the planning process in which we come up to with to, through uh, collaboration with you to figure out if it is going to be enough. You know, there are lots of other factors involved in that. If you're going to fully retire at 62, if you're not, it may not be wise to take the benefit early because there is a penalty if you earn over a certain amount of income prior to your full retirement age. There is a deduction, really. It's not supposed right. to be called a penalty, but it's a deduction of your benefit. Um, if you make over about 20, some 22, I think is up yeah, to $22,000 in a year, if you're 62 and taking the social security benefit, I would also throw in two things like spousal and survivor benefits. Yeah. There's, there's just a, a world of complexity to this, Scott. Yeah. And, and I'm really happy to announce that, that this is such a big deal that we're going to do a special Gen Wealth Academy workshop on this. So grab your pen Mark this down. You want to be sure to attend this if you are approaching retirement and you don't have to be about to claim Social Security. You you probably need to be doing some forward thinking planning. And this is part of the education process. So we're going to do this on May 16th at 630 at the Delta Hotel. Now, to register, it's very easy. All you have to do is go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash Social Security or you can call us at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. It is an absolutely free event, and it's going to be here in Little Rock at the Delta Hotel. So that is uh, the old Crown Plaza at the intersection of 430 and 630. Uh, but it's going to be absolutely free. But you have to be uh, registered to be able to attend. Seating is limited at this but it's going to be a great opportunity to do that. Again, May 16th, 6.30 p.m., the Delta Hotel in West Little Rock. And bring your questions to that. It will be very uh, Q&A driven, just like the Get Ready for the Future show is. I will add one final word on uh, Nick's question from Pine Bluff. We talked about the Waffle House method, and it's not going to be there. That's why you should claim it early. That's kind of the common principle uh, played out if you ask uh, Joe on the street what, uh, what when you should claim Social Security. One word about the Social Security Trust Fund report comes out every April, so we have the most recent edition out right now, uh, most recently, and there was a little bit of a change to that, but the report said that uh, Social Security on the uh, old age part of the Social Security Fund, which is the retirement benefits, I don't really like calling it the old age fund, but that's what it was set up to be. That's what it was called. It still yep. is called that today. Uh, we'll be able to pay 100% of retirement benefits until the year 2033. So we've got 10 years now, according to the latest report. That is a year earlier than the previous report. It was 2034. 
last year. So uh, down to 10 years of 100% of benefits. So if you're approaching, if Nick's approaching that uh, Social Security claiming age, you know that 10 years, nothing is going to change on your benefit. Now, that may not be of uh, great comfort to people who are not retiring right now, or even to Nick who expects to retire longer than 10 years. So what happens then? If nothing is done, if there's no legislative change, then the benefits would be slashed to 77% of its current level or of the current level then. So there would be a reduction in benefits if no action is taken by Congress by 2033. But here's what we know, John. Congress, uh, politicians like to get reelected, right? Oh, yeah. And we know every day that, that the age of this country is getting older and older. The big voting block is going to be seniors. Right. And, and, and really, even young people are going to be concerned about their Social Security. So sure. we do believe there will be action taken. We don't know what kind of action that's going to be. But somewhere between now and 2033, and my bet would be closer to 2033 than, than sooner, is there will be action taken that will continue the Social Security Trust Fund to pay 100% of benefits. And, Scott, here's my plug for early planning. Yeah. If you want to think that that they're just going to do nothing and it's not going to happen, they're not going to fix Social Security, then if you're early planning and you come in and you say, okay, well, let's not count on what my Social Security projection is. Let's count on 77% of that. Then if it's better, then you just have more money. But that is the benefit of getting started early in the retirement income planning process way before you're ready to retire that you can do some things like that make some decisions like that that could potentially benefit you in the future all right our final question today on the show is from jenny hey there this is jenny from Maumel. i'm 30 years old and i work full-time i know that i need to save more for the future but i'm not sure about the best way to do so my employer has a retirement plan, but I'm not sure whether to contribute more to it or if I should open an IRA instead. What should I do? Well, this is a very, uh, very good action point to take from Jenny's question. Thank you for your question, Jenny. But we have a really, a, a very solid pecking order when it comes to where. Now, the how much, I think Jenny needs to do some planning. But as far as where to go first, we have a pecking order. Yeah, absolutely. If your employer is providing you a match, the first thing that you want to do is to contribute to the employer plan, regardless of what anybody around you says about, well, you know, they're this or they're that or whatever. You hear all kinds of things about employer plans, but you're giving up free money if you don't contribute in order to get the match. Hear me. You would not give up free money if it were laying on the ground outside your house on the sidewalk. You'd go out and pick it up. The employer is essentially doing the same thing and offering you free money if you go and participate in that plan. So you've got to, first of all, absolutely contribute enough to the employer plan to get the full match. And usually, Scott, that the most common match is uh, 50 cents on the dollar up to 6% of salary. Right. So you'd want to contribute 6% of salary to get that match. Now, if you can contribute more than that, then you might want to think about maxing out a Roth IRA because a Roth IRA is going to provide you that tax-free income that, that we were talking about earlier in the show that Tim from Sheridan was worried about. If yeah. you build up a big pot of tax-free money, then that just causes you lots of joy when you are in retirement because you don't have to pay taxes on the Roth IRA income. Then once you max out the Roth IRA, then I think you can go back to the employer plan, 
and make a contribution as well uh, above and beyond your Roth IRA. But that's the order of operation. Employer plan first up to the match, then a Roth IRA fully funded. And then if you still have more money that you want to contribute, go back to the employer plan with more contributions. I would also say to Jenny that check with your employer to see if there is a Roth 401k component to your uh, retirement plan. A lot of 401ks are doing that now where you are are allowed to uh, put in a pre-tax and an after-tax contribution. Oftentimes, the employer match is done in the pre-tax side. Uh, So you'll have to still get uh, enough in on the pre-tax side to get the employer match and then be able to get the money into the Roth 401k. And you see how things kind of go hand in hand and the age makes all the difference, right? When we were talking about Tim from Sheridan being 53 and trying, trying to worry about taxes and minimize taxes in retirement, look at the opportunity Jenny has to do that on the front end over the next 23 years until she's 53. Just had a thought, Scott. Uh, People who are young, and let's say they change jobs, and let's say you have $10,000 in your 401k plan. I love to meet with those folks who are coming in and say, hey, I got this $10,000. Now, the easy thing to do is to roll it over into a traditional IRA and keep right on going. But the right thing to do for most folks is going to be to take that $10,000 and convert it into a Roth IRA, go ahead and pay the taxes on the $10,000 today and allow all that time that you've got, let's say you're 30 years old and you have that that situation. If you could allow that to compound for 35 years until you're 65, think of all of the tax-free money that you would have at retirement if you have that operation going for you well and one thing to note there you do have to have the money in cash to pay those taxes that's because right when you do convert that ten thousand dollars you're not going to take the let's say fifteen hundred that's the tax due out of the ten thousand but a lot of people can just absorb that into the refund that they already get very true you heard the uh bell there so that means it is time for our final thoughts and john we'll start with you Scott, I just this these subjects today really kind of excite me because I think there's real opportunity here. I mentioned at the top of the show, if you have just finished your tax uh, filing and and have your 1040 form laying around, reach out to us at 866-653-PLAN and let us help you upload that that 1040 form to us and let us help you to look at the opportunities that might exist for forward-looking tax planning. Reducing your taxes in retirement is a long-term proposition. It doesn't happen with just one action or one fell swoop of a, of, a, of a decision that you make. It is a series of decisions that you will make throughout your working years to put you in a position where you can pay the least amount of taxes that is legally possible for you in retirement. My final thought is a reminder uh, to get your Social Security questions answered by attending our Social Security Workshop, coming your way on May 16th at 6.30 at the Delta Hotel. It's a free event, but seating is limited. We're going to have a a guest speaker, uh, Matt Emanuel, is going to be talking about Social Security. He did this for us late last year. He's going to do it again uh, this May. To register, go to visit, uh, go to getreadyforthefuture.com, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash Social Security, or you can call us at the number John mentioned, 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Again, we thank you for being with us. Get those questions in, and we could have your question on the air next week. Call them or text them to us at 501-381-5228. 
Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building towards financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 653 PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and GenWealth Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.